What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and I am back with your top five bets for the week in the world of mixed martial arts. I've had uh, I've had a lot of betting shows recently. I've had your top five bets for the year, which was uh, released here on Tuesday. If you haven't checked that out yet, please do it. We had, obviously, the bets last week. I also have another betting show coming up next week, which I'll talk you through my predictions for the champions for next year. Um... And the prices for who I think might be the best bets and that as well. Plus, next week as well, I'll have the uh, top five bets for the week. So, lots of betting shows to start off the year. I didn't, I didn't do that on purpose. It's just the way it happened. But uh, it's, it's, it's always good. It's always good to have a look in and see who you think uh, you should be betting on or uh, who uh, who other people maybe have an eye on as well. Because you know, sometimes, as I said before, maybe I'll have a look. I'll mention something. I might give a pick, but someone else might pick up uh, on something I said and pick someone else and. That's you know, that's that, if you get the bet right, where you get it from, uh, whether it's a positive or a negative, uh, if it turns into a positive, it's all good. So there we go. Um, before we get to this week's bet, let's have a quick recap of last week's bet. Obviously, we're starting back from zero after going fifty percent last year. After going, let me just check again. Uh, thirty five, sorry, thirteen of forty five overall on the flyers, which uh, I was very happy with. My my aim this year, you know, I was talking about it last week. If I could hit, if I could hit ten flyers this year, I'd, oh, that's that seems like an, a a lot. But I, if I could hit that again, um, I, I'd be doing well. And I'm not as fussed with the. Uh, with the overall percentage of the bets I get right this year, I just want to hit, want to hit better numbers, want to hit bigger numbers, and that's where we're going to go for this year in terms of the individual bets themselves rather than the overall uh, record. So, last week was a good week. We started off very, very well. We hit three from four of our bets, which is brilliant. You'll take that any week, and the flyer didn't hit. But the two bets that didn't hit were pretty close, let's be honest. Um, the flyer was a lot to win by decision at plus 450. Now, you could argue we were, what, 30 seconds away from that happening. You could also argue we were 30 seconds away from a draw or 30 seconds away from him getting beaten even more. But what happened was Neil Magny won the fight and he deservedly won an absolutely brilliant comeback and, uh, and a great win for him. As I said last week, I was thinking about picking Neil, <laughs> Neil Magny uh, as my flyer uh, and uh, I, I was going to pick him by decision so I wouldn't have won anyway. But what a comeback from him. But I think anyone who had that picked... Uh, and who bet on the plus 450 Malat fight decision as that fight was entering the third round you're probably thinking well this is probably going to happen now <laughs> you know he was doing he was doing well Magni was surviving it didn't you know it looked like he could get the finish but obviously these things happen in mixed martial arts as a famous man once said the other bet then that didn't hit was uh, plus 205 for Bueno Silva to win by submission again another bet that almost happened uh, but it didn't, you know, she got in a few um, positions where she could get the submission. You know, I had a bit of a flutter on this one myself. I was really, you know, I wasn't that I was sure over it. I just, I, I really thought it was going to happen, to be honest. But Pennington hung in there. Bueno Silva showed, you know, Bueno Silva probably showed why she has, you know, had the career she's had so far. Um, you know, in that fight, it should just... 
didn't have it in her like you know she just didn't have it in her and uh, Pennington had it in her and she won the fight so fair play to her and in the three winning bets uh, all uh, all pretty straightforward Sean Woodson although that was a split decision plus 150 I couldn't believe that price of plus 150 he, uh, between him and, and Patterson and the other fight I was sp- speaking about that as well it was the moving up in weight class was the one was the reason I kind of didn't go for that one I, I thought the prices were a little bit off on both of those uh, but the other bets um, that I gave also I thought the prices were relatively good although they were minus prices so minus 163 for Arek Voshek who won pretty handily in the main event over in KSW and in the over two and a half rounds in Dickus Duplessis versus Sean Strickland at minus 130 I think that was not to pat myself on the back or anything that was smart money in a close fight because uh, you get to the end of that fight you have your minus 130 bet done and dusted if you had a money line bet on that one, you're probably like, you're either very happy right now or you're very sad right now <laughs> because it was a close fight. You know, I thought Strickland won. A lot of people thought, thought Duplessis won. One of those fights. So uh, those sort of fights, when you know it's going to be close and the, oh, you're give, they're giving you, no, you know, not a million miles away from even money on an over two and a half rounds. Yes, please. Yes, please. And uh, that's definitely the sort of bet that we want to be looking at as the year goes. That's smart betting. Smart bet because like it was a pick and fight really. It was a pick and fight. I did I did a um uh, I did a picks video over for Severe Men. I think there was eight of us and four went Strickland, four went Duplessis. Just tells you, you know, from people who are studying it, people who are looking into it all the time. We can't even uh, <laughs> make some out of a call in it. It uh it tells you how close of a fight it was, and that was the way it played out as well. But um, yeah, happy with those uh, three out of four from last week and the uh, the flyer as well. Right, let's uh, get into this week's bets. We have no UFC this week, but luckily for me, I have prepared pretty well for this because I had a a one championship preview and I have a preview with um, uh, Mr. Brian Lacey for Octagon 52 as well. So my bets are going to be from both one championship and Octagon. Luckily enough, the prices are out for these already. The prop bets, not really yet, but my flyer this week uh, is not a prop bet anyway because... uh, there was one bet that really stuck out to me, one money line bet that stuck out to me like a store thumb this uh, week. I don't think you'll get a better money, <clears throat> uh, better value money, money line bet this year than this one. Now, not to say it'll definitely win, but the value is there. We will get to that in bet five, but we're going to start off with bet one. And I'm I'm doing something I don't normally do. I'm, go, I'm going to give you a double here. Uh, or, 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 you know, we call them a double here, a parlay, uh, a, a two-bet parlay, maybe you could call it, over in the States, uh, of Gary Tonin and Sage Narcot uh, to give you a combined bet of plus 109, Tonin minus 225, and Sage Narcot also minus 225, uh, funnily enough. Um I, I like both of them in their fights, to be honest. Um, Sage Narcot is fighting Shinya Aoki and Gary Tonin is fighting Martin Wynn. Um, in, you know, in two fights, you could say that they are going to be big favourites in, you know. First of all, on the uh, the Sage Narcot uh, fight, look, he's Shinya Aoki, everyone knows what Shinya Aoki is. I spoke about it in the preview show. He is a guy that will, you know, go for you, attack you, try to catch you, and that could be dangerous for Sage. I think that's probably why Sage isn't minus 500 or minus 600. But at the same time, if he doesn't get you early, you'll surely get him. Like, Sage hits pretty hard. Um, I don't I don't think you'll want to get hit by Sage, but you know, by any means whatsoever. Um, and I think if that fight can be dragged a little longer, I think Sage will, uh, will really, really have enough for him there. You know, um, 
Sage is coming back off of being out injured for what is it three years or something like that he didn't have long back and he's come back and I think in this one he'll I think his plan will almost be to have a little bit more time in there and that's not a bad thing against a guy like Ioki who wants to you know as I said wants to get you out of there pretty quickly Ioki as well is, is getting on now in age and you know Sage is, Sage is getting a little bit older now as well but you know we, we all kind of remember Sage as that little 19 year old he's 27 now but Ioki you know for, what is he let me just look at 40 years of age Lost his last two, but he went in there against very, very tough opponents, especially um, Ishmagayev in, in his last fight in twenty twenty two. Again, it's uh, it's not it's, it's just over a year since he fought. I suppose he fought in November twenty twenty two. So at that age, is that good to be out that long as well? I don't think so. So I, I think Sage is going to go in there. I think he's going to, as I said, take his time early. If there's any flying armbars, if there's any, uh, you know, pulling guard or anything like that, I think he's going to avoid it, and I think he is going to, um, uh, I think he's going to win the fight. I, I haven't 100% made sure on this, actually. Maybe something I should have done. But this fight, fight is on in Japan. So I assume this will be on in a cage rather than a, a ring. Now, I've been wrong on that before. Um, I, I think if it's a cage... Uh, I think it'll suit Sage if it's a ring. I think it'll probably suit Aoki. So, you know, we'll uh, I suppose we'll see on that one. But even you know, even either are I think Sage is winning that anyway. And then in the uh, uh, the win fight, uh, a very very interesting one with uh, with Gary Tone. Obviously, like <coughs> if you don't know, if you haven't seen a lot of Gary Tone, and maybe you've just seen, you know, a few of. Um, you know a few of the uh, the highlights of, of his time over in uh, over in one championship. I think he has like improved as a fighter tremendously since he was there. Or not, not even necessarily improved, but I think he was. You know, he wasn't just a one dimensional um, jujitsu guy. When to, you know when he get over there, um, he moves very well. He fans well. He kind of stalks and counters. He's good kicks. You know. Um, you know the, it's it, it's it's one of those things that where you look at a guy like Tony and you think, right, he moves well on the feet, but can he move well to get the fight to the floor? And I think him moving well on the feet actually allows him to wrestle well. Um, he you know he'll he'll pull guard as well if he needs to. He'll you know Kimura sweep a takedown. He did get caught. We all know it. If you haven't seen it, he did get caught uh, against Stanley and he got hammer fisted into oblivion. But that's not the fighter he is. I don't think he needs to be as desperate as that. We saw him against Shamil uh, Gasanov uh, not too long ago and he won that fight very well. He got the knee bar in that one. You know and he he two in a row now since coming back. So he's you know he's well well able to do it. He can throw high kicks as well. You know, we, we've seen grapplers down through the years getting their kicks going because if what, what's the worst that can happen? They'll either land a kick, get caught, taken down, or slip, and their ball will come in, a, you know, jump down on top of them, and it's a win-win-win there, whichever way it goes. Um, and funny enough, he's fighting win. Uh, who I, I have in my notes, right, about win. He's not the fastest fighter in the world. He faints well as well. You know, he counters well. Um, you know, I said about, about Tonin, he kind of, he counters... When he needs to counter, I think he kind of picks his counters. Whereas, I would describe Win as a more of a counter fighter. Um, I just think he's, you know, maybe not good enough with his hands to beat the very best guys in the world with his hands. And I think if Tonin kind of allows himself to <laughs> to throw all of his shots and not be just trying to get the fight to the ground, I think he could have some success there uh, as well. You know. 
against the former champion, this would be a massive, massive win for him. But like you look at Martin Wynn's record, and you, you know you see he, as I said, maybe not the heaviest hands in the world, but still ten knockouts and fifteen wins. That's a lot. He's you know only only two gone to a decision in all of those wins as well. So you know he's not out of it by any means. But I do like I I, I think the problem here for Win is I think Tonin's looseness on the feet. Uh, his advantage in the speed will lead to him landing shots on the feet, but also him being able to get takedowns, in my opinion. Um, and that is a tough place to be if you're Martin Wynn. So um, those are those are the first two. Those are the reasons why I'm giving you those first two. And uh, at plus one oh nine, I think it's uh, I think it's a pretty good parlay for uh, for the first bet of uh, of this week. Second bet of this week. Is also from uh, one championship. So there's, I'm giving you six guys from one champ. Sorry, three guys from one championship, three guys from Octagon. So um, I was a bit surprised when I saw Gustavo Balarta plus one hundred um, to win his fight against uh, Koba Minowa. Um, like it, it's a, it's an interesting fight in that. You know, there a lot of those guys that at the at the lowest weight class, you know, the strongest weight class, have fought each other before, and you get a good idea of who uh you know who they've lined up against before do a bit of MMA math and you can see how it goes but I I, I you look at uh, you look at Minima okay right he's lost his last two fights to Masuanu and, and uh, Jared Brooks okay everyone loses to Jared Brooks fair enough um that you know but it felt like Ballard was the next guy who was going to fight against Jared Brooks because he's won three in a row. He beat Alex Silva, who's probably, you know, may, maybe you could argue the second best guy in that division, if not, you know, if not the most dangerous guy, you know, maybe in that division. Now he's lost a few fights, uh, you know, in the last while, but he is a he is a dangerous guy. And, you know, Minowa, um, even, uh, Minowa even beat him as well. But I think the way, the, the way that Ballard fights, it's just going to be hard to beat him in the way I think that Minowa fights, in that Minowa, for for a 115-pounder, has 11 finishes in 13 wins. Um, Ballard has 10 decisions in 11 wins. That is a more likely way <laughs> to win when, you know, you're, you're that size, he's 4 foot 11, you know, these guys are the, the smallest guys fighting right now, 5 foot 3 for Minowa. And Ballard, as well, like, uh, when you watch Ballard fight, he is he fight he fights like he knows he has something in his back pocket and what's that he has in his back back pocket it's that greco-roman background you know um he was an olympian um he won a medal in the olympics but he likes to strike more now but he can strike in a way that he's always safe because you're always kind of thinking about that takedown um the problem with minoa is he's always looking for the takedown you know he's very good on top but the problem with him as well is if he gets on the bottom he's he can be held there and we've seen it happen in his fights before all of his fights tend to turn into jiu-jitsu matchups which is if if that happens against Ballard that is worst case scenario for him this is a strong guy who will hold you down even if you get back up that Greco against the cage he's just going to pull you down and hurt you again um, he's a nightmare of a style he's a southpaw as well you know Minowa is very loose on the outside and he will stay away from him for uh, for, for large periods throughout this fight but um, that doesn't score you you know that doesn't score anything for you what will score in this fight is Ballard <coughs> catching him 
pulling him to the ground, landing five or six shots of uh, of ground upon him. That's that, in my opinion, now is how this fight is won. That's why I think that price of I was very, very, very surprised to see he was... Uh, the, it's close, obviously. He's plus 100, but I was very surprised to see he was the underdog uh, in this fight and very surprised to see, uh, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't it was something like minus 200, minus 250 because uh, I do think he's the advantage and I do think um, I do think Gustavo Ballart will win. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about the, the next bet. Like, the, the next bet, I think, is... Not the biggest price in the world, but it should be a way, way, way bigger price. And uh, it's Adam Palaz to beat um, Stuart Austin uh, over in Octagon. And it's minus, uh, let me just make sure 100% again, minus 175. Yes. Um, this price has actually gone out a bit since I looked at it yesterday. It was it was uh, minus 150 uh, in one of the books, actually in Best Fight Odds. It's, it's just been minus 175 all the time. So uh, it, it, it hasn't changed on this. So maybe, maybe it'll go down a little <laughs> bit on this. We'll, we'll see on that. But even at that price, even I think even as far as minus 250, this is a great bet. Um, watched a bit of Palaz for the preview, and this guy is is a beast. Six foot four. Hits like an absolute truck. Um, you know, nine wins, seven by a finish, and I'm amazed the other two <laughs> weren't. His last fight out was Sofian Bakaju, who's, you know, been around for a long time, been in with, you know, been in with um, Stephen Miocic, been in with Rug Rug, he's been in with, there with everyone, and he took him to decision. He was in decision, actually, in his fight before that as well, but I'd be very surprised if he didn't get back at it uh, in this fight. He's fighting Stuart Austin, who's now 35 years of age, another guy who's been in there with Tom Aspinall, and would you believe it, he beats Tom Aspinall, but uh, he's not the same fighter um, he once was. Um, look, he's won his last two in a row, and fair play to him. But you know, he lost to Bruno Capelosa, got knocked out early in that fight. Lost to Hinnan Fair, knocked out early in that fight. Um, his his wins in the last few years, apart from maybe the Bakaju win, haven't been over the, the best level in the world. And every time I've seen him fight, you know, he looks like a guy who is is going to be finished, is going to lose, is going to be knocked out. Uh, eight losses, seven by knockout and that's what's going to happen here again I'm I'm almost certain of it I think you know that uh, uh, let me just see if I can pick out which Palaz fight it was um, I think it was the, the Jackman fight at Octagon 38 uh, where he literally kind of knocked him down and knocked him down and knocked him down and he's this man is just blunt force and when you're a guy like uh, like Stuart Austin you know who is a good, well-rounded fighter. Doesn't maybe even the hardest hitter in the world. Has kind of good submissions and things. But you go across the cage and you put that sort of pressure on him. You get him backing up, and you don't get him uh, landing any of his stuff or putting forward any of his offense. And it's going to be a very, very, very hard night for him. Um, and that's ex- I think that's exactly what it's going to be. I genuinely think he's just going to walk him down, land load of shots, and that's going to be that. I have. You know, I like I like his game. I think it's the sort of game. The higher up the level you go at heavyweight, it mightn't, you know, it mightn't be as useful as it is right now. But against Stuart Austin, I I think it it absolutely will be. Right, um, that is bet number three. Bet number four is in the main event, and I'm going for Jack Cartwright at minus one one zero. Um, again, 
This is basically a pick em fight here. I was kind of surprised when I saw that. I watched uh, a, a lot of tape on, uh, especially McGarrett. I knew Cartwright an awful lot. He used to be the, the Cage Warrior champion, and I've watched him fight, you know, I don't know, 10 times at this stage, so I, I know plenty about him. Um, what, what, so what is Cartwright? A very good wrestler and a very good boxer. A lot of people say about Cartwright, they don't know what his best game is. Is it wrestling or is it boxing? You know, we've heard that in the commentary many times during his fights. We've heard him even saying it himself that, you know, <laughs> a lot of people looked at him as a, a knockout artist and he goes, no, well, I, I'm actually a wrestler. Um, and that, that's the type of fighter he is. The biggest issue, I think, for him is mixing them up. It's kind of the in-between bits. He's the sort of fighter that has such um, a skill set that I think in in time... It would be an absolute shame if he didn't put it all together and go to a, you know, he's already been to Cage Warrior Championship level. He's going to be at Octagon Championship level. And where do you go from there is, is a level, you know, he was he was in the contender series. He ended up losing that fight. But, you know, I think, I think Jack Cartwright could be on another level. But so speaking to a few people about him, there is a tendency to, with, with Jack Cartwright, like to maybe have halted the development a little bit, right? Uh, and, you know, maybe he was out for a good while there. He kind of chose not to fight for a while when he was trying to get the opportunity in the UFC and then it didn't happen. And, you know, he went backwards for a little bit, but now he's finding his way again uh, with Octagon. So the mindset, the, maybe the, the 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 part I talked about there about needing to add a bit to the skills to take the very good skills to the next level. Has that happened? We will see. Now, I feel like I'm talking you out of the bed here, but the reason I'm going for him um, is the matchup. And um, the matchup is the matchup is a favourable one until it doesn't uh, become a favourable one anymore. Um, Magard is... Look, you describe it as... Uh, we, all, we all watched the fight between Mike Malat and, and me and Magni the last day. Like, Malat was the, the better fighter. He was winning and winning and winning. But the durability, the ability to stick out, um, stick in it, to be there when your opponent gets tired, when they, you know, when their superiority in skills is no longer the most important thing in the fight and durability in cardio is. Well, Neil Magni was still there at the weekend and Jonas Magard will still be there next weekend. I just think Jack Cartwright is too good to allow that to happen. I think he will get him out of there before that happens. Um, and if even if he doesn't, I think he will have good enough wrestling to just stay on top, um, not allow it to get into a battle, and he'll also conserve his cardio with those takedowns. I think, I think Magard is far too easily taken down. Um... Jack Cartwright is very good at holding lads on. He's also not ashamed to have, you know, top control. <laughs> you know, not, not ashamed. Not ashamed at all to have it. He will, he will happily take four or five minutes on top and around and win it that way. Um, and that's the difference for me. Like, if it turns into a brawl on the feet, which I don't think it will, I think Cartwright will be smarter than that, especially in a fight where you know, there's been a lot of back and forth. There's often a tendency to overcorrect, maybe to not have a brawl in that fight to say, oh, "Well, I'm not getting drawn in here. I'm not letting the uh, the smack talk win," and I think that would play into Cartwright's favor. So that minus one ten, fantastic. I, I think there's a lot of good. I think there's a lot of money to be made this week. To be honest, I think there's a lot of good prices there. I especially like this one. I especially like the Palazzo one. Uh, to be honest, I like that double as well. And you know, Bellart, Bellart, Bellart's a tougher one, but I do like that as well. So there are your first four bets. 
the flyer of the week um as i said there's i've looked at these prices in two different places uh and i have two prices for this one so the flyer of the week is matthew bonner i saw the plus 400 one place i saw plus 450 another place i'll give it to you here plus 450 we can adjust it afterwards if the price is lower when it comes up but i don't think this price will stay for very long if i'm being honest uh this is this is a mad price so he's fighting Mateus pinas um who I, I, do you know what I really like as a fighter? I think he is a, a very, very good fighter and there's nothing against him at all, but it's the price in this one I just think is uh, is absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy altogether. Like, you know, um, match, so who is Matthias Pinas? He is uh, a former high-level kickboxer. He also went to Dana White Contender Series. He ended up getting submitted in a minute there, but he throws some lightning fast shots um and not only that he is you know big and tall and lean in a southpaw he is you know relatively good takedown defense he kind of fights in that crouched down stance which makes him longer as a fighter and lower as a fighter at the same time which really helps him he's a very good combination boxer uh you know he's knocked there's a knockout with the jab and just Everyone tries to wrestle him, and he's doing a better job at defending at all times, right? But he's meeting Matthew Bonner now, who is a good striker, an improving striker, but a very good wrestler who will hold you in the clinch. He's a strong man in a strong man's division. That's my notes I have on Matthew Bonner. And he beat Natias Frederick. So if people don't know what, what beating Natias Frederick meant at the time, and this was, this wasn't ancient history. This was twenty twenty one. So this is only two and a half years ago, you know. And he's been in there with a lot of good guys since, and beat a lot of good guys. Uh, Natias Frederick at the time to me was a guy who he was. He's an older guy. I think he was thirty nine, thirty eight, thirty nine at the time. But he was on an unbelievable run. He had won like what was it? Let me just look here. I think. Uh, out of 10 fights he was had nine wins and one draw and he without draw was with james webb and then he beat him in the fight afterwards but he beat jamie richardson in there as well he just ran through the division he was knocking everyone out but like late in fights as well just an absolute beast and then matthew bonner went in there against the scariest guy in the cage wires whoever was talking about going to the ufc and he beat him down so badly that Natias frederick didn't come back for two and a half years he took him into deep water he tore him to shreds he pulled him against the cage he pulled him down he rear naked choked him in the fourth round and you cannot teach a you know heart like that you cannot teach a guy to you know to not be afraid against the guy like frederick who was such a good fighter at the time like that you you can't teach it you really 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 can't and um that's why I give him a massive chance in this fight. As I said, he's only 33 years of age as well. It's not like he's he's <laughs> the, the oldest guy in the room or anything. He's won his last uh, two fights, won, won, um, uh, won four of his last five, only losing to Darren Short in the decision. You know, he's only lost before, as well as that is uh, uh, Oban Elliott, in his, who's in the UFC now, since 2021. So... You know, he's won a lot of fights. He's a very, very, very good fighter. And I am very surprised at this line. Like, what? And let me just get you the price of uh, of uh, Pinyath. Um, his price is, I'm looking at Octagon. I'm looking at one and not Octagon. His price is, 
If I can find it, it is minus 700. That is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy price. Like, if I'm picking this, I, I like Pinyas, right? I really like his style. I like his take down defense. I think it's very good. Over, like, over, this is over three rounds as well, I believe. I think he can probably sneak it. Like, I think maybe he can win the first two rounds and, you know, Bonner get on top of him then maybe in the third round. But, like, what if Bonner gets on top of him halfway through the second round instead? You know? He could very well win that. And th- this is a flyer. Look, we, we know what a flyer is. And but this, this is a crazy price. This price is miles off. This should be. I'm looking at some of the other fights here. Um, there's a minus two two five plus one six three. I think it should be that sort of price, even maybe a little bit less. I really do. This is not a minus seven hundred fight. This is not a plus four hundred plus four fifty price. In any way, shape, or form, no way. I think a lot of the people uh, over in uh, over in the UK, over in <laughs> over in Liverpool and Manchester and those areas, will have a bit of money on Matthew Bonner uh, because he is the livest of live dogs here, and I absolutely love that price. So that is uh, that is a flyer plus four fifty Matthew Bonner money line straight up to win that fight. All right, I'm going to give you my picks for the other fights. Um, and their prices and uh, maybe we'll, we'll pull out four or five from each of the cards and we'll go with that um, we talked about Palaz and Austin obviously picking Palaz there Aaron Aby Chris Daniel very interesting fight minus 225 for Aby plus 163 like my pick is if you are to give me just a straight up pick I'd probably pick Aby but that price is a t- I think a little bit of I think it should be closer that's an, an almighty pick em fight at the price I'd probably go Daniel I think I would go down. I think he might be a little bit big. I think uh, I think he's wrestling. His ground game is very good. He can hit you down through the middle as well with that left hand. Um, I'd probably go Daniel at the price, plus 163. Um, Herzig, I'll, Herzig and McHugh. Herzig is, uh, has beaten McHugh before, if I'm not mistaken. And he's plus 150 to win that fight. Uh, we, we, we can just check that again, but um, I, I like him at that price. Dennis Frimpong, Dennis Frimpong's an interesting one. He's the most one of the most talented guys you'll see with a, with a record like his, which is like, what is it, one and two or something like that? But he's fighting a guy with a lot of fights here, uh, plus 120 of a price. You know, I'd probably just about avoid it, I think, but I do believe in Dennis Frimpong as a fighter. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on that one at all. I'd avoid that. Uh, that fight's straight up then we've Carrot McGard McGard is the favourite minus 120 I don't see that at all I, I think Carrot is a, a big advantage in that fight now as I said it's a fight that can turn very quickly but I don't think I just don't think it will we spoke about Pinyas Bonner uh, Shia Yusuf is a minus 150 favourite there against uh, Eduardo Kixel I, I do like Yusuf there I'll go for him uh, in that one um, let's move to one championship then there obviously is a lot of MMA, but there's some kickboxing and stuff as well. I'll try to keep it to the uh, mixed martial arts here. Um, minus 175 for Bukyang Busiane. Uh, I do like that price. I do think you will win that fight over Keda Yamakita. We spoke about uh, Tonin and Win. The prices for them both being two, two, minus 225 straight up. The, the big fight I was kind of torn on was Danny Kinyad and uh, Yuya Wakamatsu. <sighs> I, I almost talked myself out of picking this. I'm like, why is he plus one, uh, plus 175 uh, in this fight? Um, and you know what? I don't really have a good answer for, for why he is such a big favourite um, in this. Uh, I, I like both of them as fighters, but like 
I think I think what look I think what it might be is Yuya Wakamatsu. He doesn't always show up. You know that okay, anyone can lose Adrian and Marais, but when he lost to Sung Hu Won, not not the greatest performance in the world. You know he came back against VT. Uh, and he beat him in, in what, two, two minutes, two, uh, three seconds. Uh, look, Kenyad is, is a very good fighter, but a lot of his fights go decision. A lot of his fights are longer fights as well, whereas Wakamatsu, you know, he has a lot of finishes, 12 knockouts in, in his record out of 16 wins. So, you know, Kenyad lost a couple of fights ago as well. He took a, he, you know, he went to a decision with uh, Weiji, who, um, uh, who uh, Wakamatsu knocked out in a round. I'm gonna go with Wakamatsu in that one. I'm gonna go with him plus one seven five. Um, that price, I think that price is just too good to turn down. It was it, honestly, I was very close to, uh, to putting it in as one of my bets for the week here. Um, I think it's a similar story would go with the Hirata Miura fight as well. Uh, Miura is um, plus one two five. Hirata minus one seven five. Like Miura's win over Mangbo last time was a fantastic win, but I don't think she had shown the ability in fights before that now if i'm you and i'm betting in this one what i do is i wait later in the week till the props come out and i look for the price to win by submission for miura and i, I probably back that um not that Hirata is easily submitted or anything like that but miura is very good uh, on the ground like Hirata's, she beat lenny quinn who's a very good fighter she beat elise anderson who's a very very good fighter uh, as well she lost so you last time out no shame in that whatsoever but you know if she wins she's probably gonna uh, have a bit of a longer fight maybe win by decision We've seen for Miura, if she can't get a takedown, she finds it very hard to win a fight. You know, she got absolutely destroyed basically by Xingang uh, uh, Zhang in the uh, championship fight over 25 minutes in uh, in January of 2022. So, you know, I, as I said, the pick is going to be Miura by submission. I, I, I don't like the straight-up prices for either of them there. Uh, like Hirata... Do you trust her at minus 175? I probably don't, to be honest. Um, and then we've Ballart, who I'm picking at plus 100, um, uh, as the last one on the night. The, uh, I like um, Izazpor as well, and Ray Ropik. I, li- I like Izazpor in that one in the kickboxing plus 163. I think he'll... Uh, I think he'll win that. And in the main event, Superlack against Takeru. Uh, Superlack is a favourite, minus 125. From what I've seen of him, he probably should be. So, there you go in that one. That is my um, betting preview for this week. Those are my top five bets for the week. Just to quickly recap... Bet number one is a double of Tonin and Narcot at plus 109, plus 100 for Gustavo Ballart, Adam Palath at uh, minus 175, plus, sorry, minus 110 for Jack Cartwright, and Matthew Bonner in the flyer of the week in Octagon at plus 450. All right, everybody, thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherlock.com. Bet responsibly, have fun, we'll see you all next time.